Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Ivan. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good episode for you guys today. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko's trade list has expanded and also has been released to the public. So we've got eight teams on the list that we're going to be talking about, talking about maybe our preferred destination, where we'd like to see him go, the return we'd like to see. Um, And then after that, we're going to sort of transition into the state of this team as a whole with the impending expansion draft. And Tommy and I's kind of shared concerns about the direction of this roster in the years moving forward with the number one concern being the lack of youth. So we're going to be getting into all of that. But before we start, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Tommy. So we have another chapter in the most painful, most elongated breakup in recent memory for me, and that is Vladimir Tarasenko eventually moving on from the St. Louis Blues. Um, trade announcement, or we've been talking about the trade for a while. The um, trade demand came out about a week ago, and with the roster freeze impending, we might not see a move happen for a little while, but we finally have a little bit of an idea of where he might end up, and that is the Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins, and then two more teams um, that have not been named. And then the rumors are that there could potentially be many more than that as well. But those are the the eight teams that we at least have confirmed as of right now. Tommy, what are your thoughts on that list? There was an article that came out, I believe it was yesterday, might have been the day before, from Jeremy Rutherford that basically said Vladdy's Number one destination that he wants to go to is the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you're in Vladdy's shoes, how can you not after they just went back to back? But you're if, if you're in the Lightning shoes and you're already in cap hell, I don't see how that would make a lot of sense for them. Capitals being in there was one of the teams that we talked about. The Rangers being in there and the Panthers as well. Did not expect to see the Flyers in there, but I do like Voracek and it sounds like they're sitting on the fence of whether or not they want to shop him. So that could potentially be a fit there. I think we talked about the Islanders and potentially being one piece away from making the Stanley Cup or winning the Stanley Cup. I think Vladdy would be a good fit there. But one team that's notably not on this list is the Calgary Flames. Doesn't feel like Tarasenko is very fond of Canada. Possibly we'll see some Canadian teams uh, if he does expand his list. But the pipe dream for Matthew Kachuk seems a little bit difficult at this point. But There was also talk about packaging Vince Dunn and Vladimir Tarasenko together, and I think that's because of the lack of interest from these teams because a lot of the teams that I've seen, at least on Twitter and their fan bases, want really nothing to do with Vladdy. Uh, And if his team team list is only 10 teams, the Blues are kind of tucked into a corner with these guys only to negotiate with. Uh, It's going to be pretty difficult to do. But if you add a guy like Vince Dunnan, who is 24 years old, like we said, analytical darling on the last episode, already has a Stanley Cup to his name, I think you could get a little bit more of a return and a lot more people turning their heads and saying, hmm, okay, I I think we can work with something here. And I think one team that would make a ton of sense for, uh, that would pain you immensely, Josh, is, is the Boston Bruins. I've been saying it this whole time, and it really depends on the return 
and it's so hard to speculate what Tarasenko's perceived value is right now, whether teams look at him as a guy that's past his prime and isn't going to return from these injuries, or a guy that, hey, they finally they finally fixed the, the damage in his shoulder that was kind of keeping him from returning to form these past few seasons, and now there's no... There's no reason why he can't, you know, get back and be that that elite sniper that he was in the past. And I would tend to agree with the with the latter of those two statements. Like I do think that, especially considering the ligament damage wasn't repaired in the first two surgeries, would completely explain why we haven't seen the Vladimir Tarasenko we know and love since before his injuries. Um, and as much as he does, you know, use his shoulders, his shoulder is something that's a lot easier to recover from than, like, say, a knee injury. So. I don't think Tarasenko is going to become the next Bobby Ryan, like a lot of people are saying. I do think he has some elite seasons left in him. Um, but that being said, his value has never been lower, um, which is why I think we're seeing just sort of all these no no concrete rumors in terms of where he wants to go. What the, We haven't seen a single, you know, oh, this would be a return for Tarasenko. Obviously, there was that one article, uh, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick in a first, which honestly, I feel like that would be an overpay based on my idea of what his his value would be. But I think Boston makes a lot of sense. Um, it does look like they're going to re- be re-signing Taylor Hall. So I, I don't think that they would want Tarasenko if they do re- re-sign Taylor Hall. I think that would sort of be a backup plan. Um, but yeah, it would make a lot of sense. And unfortunately, another team that would make a lot of sense is another team that I spend a lot of time around, and that's the Washington Capitals. Um, so it really feels like I don't know. It, it it feels like there's there's but it's all just rumors at this point, and it's so hard to predict where he's going to go. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're not looking at oh, you can't train him here because they're in the same conference or the same division. Like with with how low his value might potentially be, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're you're taking the taking the trade with the best return possible no matter what team it is. Um, and my hope is that they go out and they get some youth because as we're going to talk about later, um, looking at the roster and the the contracts of this team, if they go out and they trade Tarasenko for a guy around his age making big money and or they go out and they sign Gabriel Landeskog or Zach Hyman to a long-term deal, you know, both of which are going to be turning 30 here imminently um, in the next season or two, it, it really kind of sets sets in stone the fact that this roster is going to be competing for another few years and then turning into a, a, a team full of old guys with contracts you can't move. So I think this Tarasenko trade is hopefully going to be a step in the direction of adding some youth to this team and, and re rejuvenating the, the youthful energy that this team had a few years ago, especially if you lose Vince Dunn, who's arguably the one of the most important youthful players on this team and would be, you know, if, if Vince Dunn goes, then you got Tarasang or Kairu and Thomas, and that's really it in terms of young guys. So a lot of things to touch on there. Uh, it sounds like the Capitals really are favoring a one-for-one trade with Tarasenko, uh for Kuznetsov. Uh, problem is Kuznetsov is 29. He's going to be making more money than Tarasenko at 7.8 uh, for four years instead of the next two. So you're not really gaining a lot in terms of cap there. Uh, and you're definitely not getting younger like you were talking about. If you're Boston, I, I agree with you. If, if you're trading Vladimir Tarasenko to Boston and you're talking about a first round pick, Trent Frederick, 
and DeBrusque, I don't think that's a probability. But if you throw Vince Dunn into that mix, I feel like that deal gets a lot closer. I still think it's an overpay potentially for Boston, but Boston needs defensemen too, so they might be willing to do that. I get what you're saying too about Vince and like being one of those young guys, and I feel like we're going to talk about that later in this episode, but that's one of the reasons I think we're going to see a lot of Klim Koss in this season and a lot of Scott Perunovich because if you're the Blues, obviously you're in a win-now mentality and the Stanley Cup window is open, but if you're not going to win the Cup in these next two years, uh, you got to have a backup plan. And unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, like we were talking about, there's not a lot of youth on this team. And so to get a first-round pick for Tarasenko, for Vince Dunn, or package for both of them, I think would be would mean a lot more to this team than a lot of people seem to think on the surface. Because of that win-now mentality, you want to be like, oh, we'll just trade like Tarasenko for Kuznetsov or for anybody that's going to help us win in this window. But you got to think of years ahead too. And I don't think any of us really want a long-term rebuild uh, where we're going to be drafting in the top 10 for the next five, six years. So uh, if we can avoid that while also competing at the same time, fulfilling our cup window, I think that's a win-win scenario for the Blues. So like you said, this is an opportunity for them to double down on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, like I said, the the Tarasenko trade is sort of the only the only area where Doug Armstrong's hand is being forced and it's going to give an indication of the direction this team is going to attempt to head in this offseason and moving forward because they have so much money because they have so much flexibility but my fear is that they're going to use this money to commit to these long-term deals with these older players they're going to handcuff the blues moving forward especially with a flat cap but who knows it, it's impossible to predict how this offseason is going to go but if you think you have an idea of where Tarasenko is going to end up, who the Blues are going to sign, then you could put your money where your mouth is and check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when we return, we're going to continue to discuss the Vladimir Tarasenko rumors and as well as just the future of this team as a whole and some of the shared concerns that Tommy and I have uh, given the current state of this roster. So don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. So we mentioned it a little bit before the break and talked about it extensively before the episode, but this Vladimir Tarasenko trade could go in one of two directions. It could be a hockey trade, a one-for-one, where they move move him for a guy of similar caliber, similar age, and similar cap hit. Um, or they could move him for picks slash prospects as an attempt to sort of extend the window of competition for this team and also mitigate the risk of, well, if this team doesn't have success next year, doesn't have success the year after that, then you're just looking at, you know, 10 of your 18 roster spots of guys that are on the wrong side of 30 making the wrong side of $5 million. So what would be your preferred route for a Vladimir Tarasenko trade? Would you want them to go out and and pick up a guy like Evgeny Kuznetsov who will help them compete now? 
uh, or would you rather them look towards the future a little bit and try to get a guy like Jake DeBrusque or, or someone out of like the New York Islanders, like Oliver Wallstrom or something of the sorts? I would definitely go for the future in terms of an immediate return uh, for Vladimir Tarasenko. And here's the reason why. Obviously, you've got Landis Gog, Hyman, a bunch of these guys in this free agency class uh, that could potentially help this team as well and help them win now. And the Blues, regardless of whatever they do with this trade, especially if you're trading for future things like picks and prospects and stuff, the Blues are probably not going to retain a lot of that salary that Tarasenko has on the books right now. So then, like, say we get like a first for Vladdy. By the grace of God, that would be amazing. Or a first for Vladdy and Vince Dunn and some other pieces involved in there. But if you take that cap space that you just allocated away and use that towards free agency signing, uh, I think you can, like I said, kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? So you're bringing in guys like prospects or picks that can help this team down the road and expand that cup window. But you're also going after someone uh, with that cap space that could potentially help you win the Stanley Cup now. So I think the question isn't whether or not do you want to help them win now or do you want to help them win down the road? Why not both? That is the question. We talked about it before we started recording a lot, but this roster is is sort of reaching a, a tipping point in terms of the combination of youth and veteran leadership that we sort of saw when they won the Stanley Cup. It's It's shifting a lot more towards that veteran leadership. And as much as that's great for the time being, um, I worry that two seasons from now, we're going to be looking at this with a lot more panic and saying, dang, I really wish we hadn't given blank seven years and $6 million, $7 million. You know, look, you could look at any guy on the roster right now that's in that circumstance. And, you know, maybe some of them are going to hold up their age. They'll, they'll continue to produce in their older, in their older age, but it's the nature of hockey that some of these guys are going to fall off a cliff. Um, any given year and that's hockey you know in in order to compete in order to stay in a Stanley Cup window you're going to have to give out big contracts to guys that are nearing 30 because that's that's them in their prime but we're seeing with teams like Tampa and teams like Colorado that prime years aren't 28 to 32 anymore you can get guys in their prime that are 25 aka Braden Point uh, Andre Vasilevsky uh Nathan McKinnon, who's still somehow only like 26 when it feels like he's 38. He's been in this league for forever. Um, So I really hope that the Blues acknowledge that and don't feel handcuffed in the sense that they need to keep this window open by going after Gabriel Landeskog and Zach Hyman. And as much as that would be great now, those are two contracts that could just add to the the multitude of guys that are around 30 years old that are going to be signed till they're 35 and making significant amounts of money, especially with the flat cap moving forward. So I'm starting to have legitimate concerns that this team is going to be in a rough spot in a few years due to the contracts they're giving out and due to the contracts they may give out this off season. But maybe that's just the glass half empty approach. I don't know. I, I'd love for, I'd love for you to change my mind. Like I said, I would love for the Blues to trade Vladdy for picks and prospects. And then to go and to go, I don't, I'm not sure. 
Because I think if you're maximizing your return, which Doug Armstrong is always about, I, I don't think you're going to get a player like you're talking about of like equal caliber of Vladimir Tarasenko unless it's Kuznetsov. And I don't really think Doug Armstrong wants him in this locker room. So I would love to see us get picks and prospects for him and then turn it around and use that cap space for Landeskog. I think Landeskog is a great fit for this team. But like you're talking about, you're going to have to find a way to offload those contracts after the Stanley Cup window. So I think there needs to be a balance here. And I right. think one of the things that also came out in the article posted by Jeremy Rutherford in The Athletic, if you haven't subscribed to them yet, you absolutely need to, especially in the offseason, because uh, he said the Blues' plan is to protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie in the expansion draft. We all know that. They're expected to protect Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, David Perron, Robert Thomas, Jordan Kyrou, and Oscar Sundquist with six of their spots. They can trade Vladdy before the draft or leave him unprotected and try to move him afterward. Uh, the club would likely protect Ivan Barbashev in that final spot. So just to just to break it down for you guys here, Robert Thomas is 22 years old. Jordan Cairo is 23 years old. Vince Dunn, who will most likely be traded or picked by Seattle in the expansion draft, is 24. Ivan Barbashev, who could potentially be picked by Seattle in the expansion draft if he's left unprotected, is 25. Dakota Joshua is 25. Mitch Ranke is 25, Jake Wallman's 25, Zach Sanford is 26, Jordan Bennington's 28, Colton Pareko is 28, Justin Falk is 29, Braden Shen is 29, Kyle Clifford's 30, Krug is 30, O'Reilly is 30, Hoffman is 31, Scandella is 31, Bertuzzo's 32, Piran is 33, and Bozak is 35. So kind of what we've been talking about here, it seems like most of the core players of this team are around 30 years old or above 30 years old. Uh, so that's why I think that balance really needs to insert itself in there. And that's also why I think Klim Kost and Scott Prunovich are going to play a huge role this season, get ample chances uh, to prove themselves and insert themselves as uh, big players in this lineup. So hopefully they're up for the task. This this is a team that is, is starting to show some age, um, but not necessarily in a negative sense yet. Um, I, I really don't think anyone other than like Robert Bertuzzo this year showed concerning signs of age, but that being said, you know, it feels like it's a little bit of a ticking time bomb of, of you could have any given season, two or three of your core players take a significant drop off, um, due to their, their age. And that's what happens. You know, every team deals with that, but a good team has, a fallback plan of youth that they can rely on and, and guys that can come in and, and fill the shoes of the older veterans like Tampa Bay lightning did with Braden point. It's just kind of like a change in the guard almost. Right. Exactly. And as of right now, it, it doesn't feel like the blues have that, that youth waiting in the wings in order to fill in for Tyler Bozak when he inevitably either doesn't return this year or, or drops off or David Perron, who's, who's going to be 34 soon when he isn't able to recreate this season, or God forbid, Ryan O'Reilly, whose game I think is going to hold up very, very well with age. Um, so I'm not too concerned about him. But you know, the, the big names of this roster that are getting up there in age would be it would be very nice if there was a little bit of a a, a backup plan for maybe not guys you know quite as good as them because you're not going to be able to replace David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen. They're they're one of a kind players, but. It, it it my hope is moving into this next season that there is a little bit more youth on the forward core and the defensive side as well, especially if we lose Vince Dunn, than just Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. But who knows? Um, 
you know, when your team starts showing signs of age, it can be a little bit concerning. But when your car starts showing signs of age and you feel like you need to get need to get some repairs in, no better place to look than rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box where you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we return, we'll be wrapping up this episode, sort of giving our full overarching thoughts on the state of this team and what we'd like to see from the Blues moving forward. So don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy, we've talked about a lot today. We've covered it all, uh, hit a bunch of different topics in terms of the future of this team. If you are Doug Armstrong, and you got like a so let's say a three step plan for the direction to move the Blues in this offseason, Whether you want to name specific players or not, what are the what are the three things that you think are most important in order to a keep the cup window open, but b not jeopardize the future of this team with lengthy contracts? I think step one we talked about on the last podcast, but I think step one is obviously trading Vladimir Tarasenko, and I get people that think that like. Uh, if he stays here, like he'll play well and he could bounce back and like all those things. But essentially, like when a player demands a trade in the NHL, uh, there's not really any like like if you're Doug Armstrong in his shoes. On one hand, like there's some distrust and uh, probably some not great feelings from Vladimir Tarasenko. But after everything that this dude gave this organization and uh, the way that this is ending, especially with team doctors playing a part in its role. I think the least you can do for Vladimir Tarasenko as a farewell and a goodbye and a thank you for everything you've done for this team is to acknowledge and oblige his demands for a trade. Um, So I think that is step one, freeing up that cap space. Um, If you bring in a guy like Landeskog, I think left wing has to be a concern here. Also, scoring. If you're losing Vladimir Tarasenko, you got to address Mike Hoffman and come to him and say, hey, like I know you weren't utilized in the best way here, but we would love to have you back. I think that a conversation that definitely needs to be had. That would be my two steps right there. And then my third step would be you have to hit on uh, the 16th pick here. If they do draft it, if they trade it, that's that's a different conversation. And depending on what happens with the Tarasenko trade and Vince Dunn, uh, that's kind of up in the air right now. But Considering the Blues haven't drafted this high since they drafted Vladimir Tarasenko, 
and Jaden Schwartz. You have to get a guy here that's going to help replenish this farm system that, like we talked about, seems a little depleted at the moment and is going to be huge for this team to quickly turn around a rebuild if at all that happens uh, because this changing of the guard is going to be so big for this team. And like we said, these guys, the core members of this team are getting up there in age. We can talk about offloading some of those contracts later, but the first step of that entire process is getting guys in on team-friendly deals, ELCs, uh, that are just producing way out of their mind. And I think that starts in the draft, so it's going to be a big one for the St. Louis Blues. All three of your your steps are perfect. I think in order of importance, obviously trading Vladimir Tarasenko is number one, and the return you get for him is is number one. But in terms of long-term impact, I think a sort of a sneaky sleeper pick, you know, literally, is the 16th pick. I mean, it feels like amidst all this chaos, we've kind of forgotten that the Blues are picking in, I guess, the the top half of the of the draft because now there are thirty two teams, so they're they're picking at exactly the halfway. Well, and Arizona doesn't have a pick too, so right, and Arizona doesn't have a pick, so I guess they're not actually picking in the top half. Thanks a lot, Tommy, making me look making me look dumb. Sorry, <laughs> they're picking really high in the draft in a year when scouting is going to be up in the air, and there's not. You know, as much of an ability to form a definitive scout list, you know, you're not going and watching these guys. Um, training camps aren't as accessible and all that stuff. So definitely an avenue for the Blues to go out and replenish the lacking prospect pool with a really solid name or use that pick to trade up in the draft or, or trade for someone, whatever. It's a really valuable asset that the, that the Blues have, uh, an asset that they haven't had in a long time. And first-round picks are always valued very highly if they were to go out and trade Vladimir Tarasenko for another one. Who knows what they could do? But I, I do think that they have a chance to to bring in a franchise-changing talent this offseason, whether that's a, a young guy that'll um, you know, add to this roster in a few years down the line or a guy that via trade or whatever free agent signing a guy that can come in and make an impact now i do think that the blues have an avenue to bring in a franchise changing player a potential game breaker as we say um and i really think that that's something that they need to do if they want to remain competitive i'm a little stressed everything's sort of coming to a head in these next few days next few weeks but i'm looking forward to it it's going to be entertaining and we're going to have it all covered for you here on the Locked On Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new upload. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at TWelcher15. Thanks everyone so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.